This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. You're listening to the West Amway podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi! Hello and welcome to the West Amway podcast with myself, Dave Walker, and XWHU employee. This week we reflect on the point at St Mary's, our 100% record in Europe, Deck's first Premier League goal in a year, the treatment of Vladimir Shufal online and Moyes' tactics before getting you some X and answering questions from patrons of the West Ham Way. X, they say any point away from home is a good point. Was that the case yesterday? Um, it depends which way you look at it, really. I think given the fact that the defence was so depleted, you know, you were, you basically didn't have Zuma, Dawson, obviously Obama was on the bench but didn't play, um, Aguered, and Kara was, was, you know, I hadn't really trained much that week. So the fact that we had a makeshift defence going into the game, a draw probably wasn't the end of the, the end of the world. You know, you probably would have taken taken a draw, but on the balance of pay, given the fact that their first goal was so controversial, the fact there should have possibly been a penalty on Suchek, and we had a number of chances to win that game. I mean, I think Southampton were poor on the balance. Analyzing it afterwards, I'd pro- I'll take the point, respect the point, but I do feel really we should have taken all three. Yeah, I agree with that. And it frustrates me how slow West Ham start. I find myself saying this almost every week. We're such slow starters. It's almost like, you know, it takes us to the 50th minute to come into our own. And when we do come into our own, other teams do struggle against us. And that's, that was the case at St Mary's. I think when we really kicked on, we were quite dominant. I just wish we had that mindset from the get-go. But I wanted to ask you how you felt about the way Moisey set up yesterday. Because as you say, we were deplete, depleted defensively. And I know we're away from home, 
But five at the back against a bang average Southampton side is a bit of a question mark for me. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, I, I think he's done that because obviously, like you said, the defence with the three of them, Karen Johnson, Cresswell, basically you've got three full-backs playing at centre-backs. I think he probably thought that they'd be better in numbers rather than just the two having two full-backs there. Um, so that's probably why he's done it. But as you say, the... The, to set up against Southampton when Southampton are, are massively off form. You know, there's question marks over the morale in their squad and the manager. You know, if we'd gone at them from the from the get-go, from the start, if we'd gone at them, maybe started to create a few chances, their fans could have got on their back and then that would have affected them and we could have gone on to win. So, yeah, I mean, obviously we've always got the benefit of hindsight when we do this show, but I think I would have gone for what we went in the second half with a, a more four um, five one formation um, and having you know uh, Ben Rama on there rather than Emerson because we looked a lot better in the second half and Southampton's confidence is fragile so the best way to to uh, like unsettle them is to attack them and I think it was in my opinion a, a bit of a negative setup really. Mm. He did then change to a more positive setup at one point. Did he leave it too late to go positive? Uh, possibly, yeah, possibly. I think you could have told at half time that we were that, that that game was there for the taking. I personally wouldn't have taken Skavaker off either. I mean, I know it was only a few minutes from the end, but I'd have put Antonio on up front with him and yeah. really got really gone for it because I really do believe Southampton were happy with the the point. They weren't really going to attack us much. They, as I said before, their confidence was fragile. I would have really, really gone for that game. As I said, I'm respecting the point. You know, a, a point away from home against anyone in the Premier League with a depleted defence is isn't the end of the world. But when when you look at that game and on the balance of play and the chances we were creating and how poor I felt Southampton were, then really I think we should have showed more desire to go for the free. Yeah. Yeah, and it would have been Andy's who got the free going into Liverpool on Wednesday, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so what did you make of their goal then? Because there was quite a lot of controversy over that. Oh, I say it's an absolute joke, in my opinion. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I spent this morning, honestly, I spent this morning trying to read what the throwing rules are because yeah. a lot of people are saying, oh, it doesn't matter as long as part of your foot's touching the line. Yeah, the and, trailing uh, leg, apparently. If it's behind yeah. the line, then you can you can use your other leg to go over that line. Well, it's the first I've heard of it. Well, that's the first I've heard of it. I've looked on Google and I've tried to actually establish whether that is correct or not. If anything, all I've been able to find is that that's not correct. But I, I don't know, and maybe we should have someone on the show that's got more knowledge. But even if you take that side out of it, because let's be honest, really, the two inches or one inch or whatever it was he gained by doing that isn't going to make a difference to the balance of play. What does make a massive difference is the fact that the referee blocks Jarrod Bowen from getting to the ball and the player that <laughs> therefore got the ball then went and scored the goal. I mean, that that's that's the problem there. And, you know, it would have been incredibly controversial to, to, to drop, to, to rule that out and go for a drop ball, but you can clearly see that Gerard is is infringed by the ref. He can't get to get to the play, and therefore he can't make a challenge. He can't even you know put him off by physically being there because the referee stops his run. So it, it's absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. And again, poor refereeing. I, I just can't get my head round why almost every game that. West Ham were involved in, whether it be for West Ham, as is the case of the Fulham game, or against West Ham, there's always something controversial. Mm, I know, it does always seem to be the way. It's very frustrating. And uh, 
again, I mean, if there is a little loophole behind that throwing roll, it's another example of of them just overcomplicating the simplicity of the game. It does yeah. my head in. It really, really does. Just, yeah. just so many inconsistencies all the time across the board. Even when they spend millions and millions of pounds on the technology, you've still got people sitting behind it that are making mistakes. It's, it's got to be the most controversial sport on the planet in terms of the consistency of mistakes in it football oh, oh yeah definitely i mean in some ways that's what makes football exciting it did in the olden days but when yeah. when like you know you could kind of suffer it when it was down to human error or human judgment as in the case before technology but when because then what was beautiful about football is that it's so free-flowing compared to the likes of you know rugby cricket nfl for example um but now that you've got the the stopping in play um, and waiting for vr and sometimes it can take minutes to make a decision you've lost the benefit of having the odd crap decision here and there so now you've got crap decisions but they just take longer to make and so it's like it's no win basis really and you know that doesn't even include the fact that you know we discussed the fact that Suchet was manhandled from a corner you know that 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 has been given many times you know there's been a lot of controversy between you know pulling it was given for us against Fulham with Craig Dawson was brought to the ground the Suchet one if anything is more obvious so again Mm. it's inconsistent yeah, I know, I know. Well, at one point in the game, I was the subject of your envy. Can you remember what point that was? Um, when you were given a, uh, a present. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be a bit worried if that was, was uh, say, what you was envious about. I don't remember being that envious. Oh, yeah, no, I do remember now. I was going to say, I wasn't that envious of you getting that present, to be honest. <laughs> I was quite, quite relieved I didn't get that present, to be honest with you. But a, so, so I think that says more about you than it does me. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, I do remember now. I've had a I've had a flashback to what it was. So I've been going to football for, well, hold on, let me work this out. My age, I've been going for about, what, 33 years now. I've had a season ticket, something like that. And I have never once done what you got to do yesterday. Never once. Yeah. And what that was, was touching the match ball. Mm. So it got, it got blasted into the crowd. It ricocheted off a few people. And then before you know it, it was in my hands. And I could see the little kid in your ex was just literally the envy was pouring out of you. And uh, from memory... Rather than let me touch it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He just just punched (laughs) it away. So cheers, mate. (laughs) You know what? I've got to say, though, right? That's a bit of a weird thing to say. The, The texture of a professional Premier League football is something else, you know? Yeah, it's it feels like the, the, weird, doesn't it? It does. It is. Yeah. It is. It's like a, um, I don't know, it's sort of like a, a raised texture. It's, it's difficult to describe it. I probably should let you touch it, really. But yeah, it's not, yeah. not great mate points, to be honest. I'm not, I'm not the kid at the park, and I? I, I, yeah. I hold the ball, and only, only, only those that I say can play can play. The other, the other disappointing thing was, I mean, the people around us knew who, who, especially who you were, and all you did is sort of like volleyball punch it back. I was expecting like an overhead kick, or at least, at least a flying volley. <laughs> but do you know what? I wasn't actually sure what to go with like do i go for a throw in a kick a punch and in the end i went for a punch for some reason um but to be fair it was a great delivery it was a great delivery great connection on that ball and uh, a little bit of backspin as well i think from memory (laughs) and um i think even the keeper was impressed when he got it back so uh, yeah, you know, I'll take that. I think, I think as well from memory, there was even a little bit of a oh in yeah, the run up to be giving it back. It so uh, 
Yeah, no, that that was. (laughs) (laughs) But no, that that was good fun. And uh, in terms of the 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 other present that X is referring to, and I posted a picture on Twitter, so uh, a lot of you have probably seen it. But um, I also got my my hands on something else during the game. So thanks to the boys at West Ham Dildos. And I'm not too sure if that's their official <laughs> title, by the way. Um, I'm not talking about Is Golden it, Sullivan. I was going to say, don't they own the club? <laughs> 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 but I was spontaneously presented with a butt plug, um, which I'm using as we speak. So thanks for that, boys. Uh, really appreciate that. And I'm, and I'm genuinely thinking about using that as a lucky mascot, although I think on some of our European travels, I mean, we get pulled enough as it is going through security. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so sure uh, that'll go down favourably, but uh, no, thanks for that. X, no goals from Scamsey, but a solid performance. Yeah, I mean, what I like best about him, I mean, I mean, this is not a criticism of him at all because he's been sensational since he's joined us. I wouldn't have said that was his best performance yesterday. However, in that time that he was playing, he creates so many chances for himself. That's what mm. I really like about him. He can create chances out of nothing and, and, he, and he gets into space well. He lays it off well. He's got pace. He's a physical presence. I think the guy, like I said, is uh, last week, is an absolute talent and I'm delighted with, that we've got him and I can't wait to see with more confidence and regular game time etc and setting into the, the Premier League you've got to remember he's only 23 as well um, mm, I think mm. he's just going to get better and better and I think we've got us, a player on our hands there definitely yeah he's an exciting player to watch he really is link up play is phenomenal as well mm-hmm. um, how nice was it to see Dex score his first Premier League goal for a year what a goal yeah. it was by the way yeah, great goal. And, and, you know, I think that's the one thing we need to see a bit more from Deck than that, those yeah, sort of driving runs and those finishing because he's got it in the locker. He really has. And, you know, it's, I've said on this show many times before, it's well known that in training he's got one of the best shots in the club. And so I think we've really, that goal hopefully will give him the confidence to start doing that a bit more because he's definitely got it. And I think that, you know, if we could get some goals from the likes of him and Suchek, then obviously, obviously it's a no, it's a pretty obvious thing what I'm about to say, but that's going to help the team no matter what. Yeah. I mean, you said that you respect the point at St Mary's, but what's your bottom line then? Are you content with that or was it an opportunity missed? I think ultimately, if you want me to get off the fence, ultimately it's an opportunity missed, if I'm yeah. honest with you. I think yeah, I feel we, that re- way. we really should have taken a three points from that game. Southampton are poor. Um, I think I'd have been more, like I said, I've been more disappointed if you know, the defence was as it should have been and we didn't have these virus, this virus doing the rounds and stuff. I think I'd have been more annoyed that we didn't get the three points. I've got, I'm kind of using that to soften the blow a little bit. But yeah, on the on the balance of play and the fact that I think they are poor, then yes, if we're going to be looking to at least challenge for the European spot again this year, we're going to have to beat teams like that. Yeah, 100%, mate. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, one thing that was sad to see last night was the abuse directed at Vladimir Shufal on social media. And this saw him delete his original tweet and block a series of fans, I believe. What do you think about that? I think it's really poor. I mean, it's really mm. poor taste from West Ham fans. Look, we we do it. Everyone does it. You're entitled to offer your opinion on players and performances. I think at the moment, Shifal is one of our weaker players, particularly going forward. I think his crossing's poor. I think he takes his crossing is weak. He doesn't put enough power on it. He always tries to float it. But for me, the best crosses, obviously, you've got to try and pick out the man. But if you put crosses in with power, even if you don't pick out the man, they're harder to defend. So sometimes they ricochet mm. and you get goals from that. I think mean, he tries to float them way too much and wastes possession numerous times and did against Southampton. So, I can't say I don't agree with the fact that I don't think he played well. At, at the moment, if we had a full-strength team, he wouldn't be in my side. Even if we didn't have a full-strength team ahead of him, for me, are Kerra and Johnson at right-back. Mm. So, for me, he's now third-choice right-back. So, I can't sit here and say, you know, what the person was saying was necessarily wrong. But what I will say is wrong is tagging the player into that abuse and, and making it your hell-bent that you that player knows what you think of him. And not just saying, mate, you've had a few poor games, why don't you try and improve your crossing a bit to actually get personal about him and his family. It's just it's just such poor form. Um, and, you know, what is that going to achieve? Now, what, what people don't seem to understand is, you know, it doesn't matter how much money a footballer earns. You know, they can earn one pound a week or one million a week. It doesn't make a difference. They are still human beings. And no matter how much money you earn, doesn't automatically mean that you can block out any form of, like, you know, criticism or abuse, personal abuse. Footballers should accept that if they're not performing, they will get people criticising them. It's, it's, it's part of their job. It happens in most jobs anyway. So that's just life. But what isn't right is that you don't take them in with personal um we don't take them in anyway there's no need to do that because it's not exactly going to help things but particularly personal com uh, comments and you know we've interviewed enough ex-players and, and i know enough current players to know the effects that doing that has and the amount of times you know if footballers are honest the amount of times they say to me you know it does make a difference you know when you're off form you're looking for a bit of support which the word supporters actually means supporting you know backing your people in their times of needs and stuff you're looking for a bit of support from your own fans and then you're reading on twitter a load of abuse it's not going to help the situation it achieves absolutely nothing apart from look making west ham fans look muggy and it's just it's just stupid and i can't stand it personally yes criticize we do it but don't go out of your way to make sure that person knows about it. He'll know his faults, as will the manager. He doesn't need to be told by, you know, I don't know, however many people it was, 50 people on Twitter, what a wanker he is. <laughs> mm, absolutely, mate. I mean, I would say it's unbelievable, but the sad reality is it's very believable, isn't it? Because Twitter oh, especially yeah. is a bit of a cesspit, let's be honest. It just, yes. gives, uh, just gives these idiots a platform to try and make other people feel shit about themselves, which I think says more about them than the person they're directing the abuse at, to be honest. So uh, yeah. very disappointing. And um, hopefully he doesn't let that get to him because uh, he's a good lad. And he actually has played a part, a big part at times, over what's been an incredible couple of seasons for the club. So um, wishing well in that respect. Last Thursday, sort of return fixture against Anderlecht. That's four straight wins for us now. And it's unlikely that we're not going to win the group. We've got to be happy with that, haven't we? 
Oh yeah, definitely. I can't stand them now. I actually, <laughs> have, a real, I actually have a real, a real issue with Anderlecht. Seriously, they're like, they're like, they're up there with the likes of Mill and Spurs now. Like, so yeah. the fact that we actually beat them, um, I'm a pretty, I mean, I really, really <laughs> hope that Silkborg get that second spot. I really do. Um, yeah. Part of me almost, obviously, I want us to beat them next in the next game, but part of me wouldn't be that gutted if we don't, just so that Silkborg, as long as we finish top, just so that Silkborg can get second because the contrast of our experience with their fans to our experience with Adelaide fans couldn't be any different and yeah. then you go and see them ripping up the, the chairs in the stadium and I've got a bit more of this on my section have you um, yeah so I won't say too much but they're ripping up chairs setting off flares I mean the ridiculous thing is that I know so many people have said it but the security at West Ham I mean I, like you get pulled against the home section if you've got a bottle of water on you yeah Mate, I get can... pulled for vaping in that fucking stadium yeah at exactly. times it looked like the, 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 the thing was on fire from these flares <laughs> And where's the consistency with that? I tell you what it is, is because the people that do the searches, now I don't mean to be horrible and, and pick out individuals and stuff, but you look, next time you get searched at, the, at these events, the security people there, I'm not being mean, but they're not exactly the most intimidating people that you would like, you wouldn't fancy your chances against. Generally, they're like, you know, 50 to 60 year old men um, that don't exactly look like they're there to really do much other than just get paid. And so yeah. if, you're, if you're a hooligan and you're and you're like a big, you know, six foot three skinhead that's all tanked up and stuff, the, the stewards just can't be bothered to have the row. So they just let you in, which, you know, it's all right when it's just a, like a few flares and stuff. I say it's all right. It's not, but I'd rather that than some of the other things that people might be able to get in. And, um, you know, it, it, it does work worry me a little bit that every time one of these European teams with a bit of a hooligan element comes to um, the London Stadium they seem to be able to get in whatever they want it seems, uh, it seems like <laughs> it is it's the, what about that um was it Vienna when someone yeah. brought in a, a whacking great water dispenser? Yeah, you know, exactly. one of them big like tanks. Yeah, hundred percent. How the mate. fucking hell has he got that through the well, door? This is, this is what I mean, and this is what's so stupid about it because you know, like it makes it's absolute mockery of our security system. And if you want to get deep and make it, you know, over dramatize it, and I know I'm over dramatizing it, but if you're if you're a terrorist and you're looking, or, or a, I don't know, a serial killer or something, and you're looking at the fact that these clubs, that these fans are able to get basically a, an, a massive water bottle in, you know, flares and all sorts, then you'd fancy your chances of getting in, you know, a little pistol or something, you know. Mm, and, and, yeah. and you put it in a grand scheme of things, it's actually quite worrying, really. Um, and so something needs to be done, and, you know, I, I will talk about this in my section, but Adelaide fans are scum. Um, they were targeting <laughs> people outside the ground again, um, and I hope they fucking dissolve and never exist any longer. And the sad thing is, I never had a problem with Adelaide. I quite liked them last year because they're just Cullen. You know, yeah. just, I wonder what he so, thinks of them because obviously he played for them, didn't he? I, I wonder yeah. what um, what he made of his experience under those fans. I don't know, but the one thing about this European tour is doing for me is is making me hate different teams in different <laughs> leagues. So, a, so Unless I they thought, play in Denmark, obviously. Yeah, exactly. The Danish teams I love, like Silkborg they're, they're, and Viborg, love them to bits. But obviously I've got an issue with Frankfurt now. I've got, <laughs> I've got an issue with Leon. I've got an issue with uh, the Analex. I hope that um, yeah. FCSB don't cause us any issues out there. Yeah, fucking good luck with that in Romania. That, Jesus well, exactly. Christ. I'm going to have to start following the bloody Romanian league and supporting yeah. them. Once again, like, so it's, uh, getting a bit stupid, all this. So. Yeah. 
yeah, it's not, not on my bucket list, uh, Bucharest, no. I'll be honest. So that'll be interesting no. when we go out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, part of me is incredibly excited because, like we've always said, with um, with these um, these games, you know, like we we wouldn't probably have ever thought, you know, I'm going to go on holiday to Bucharest, um, but we yeah. are going to be going to Bucharest, so it's going to be quite interesting to see the see the town. And I'm 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 hopeful, and maybe I'm being a bit naive again, but I'm hopeful because the game will mean absolutely nothing to both teams hopefully um i'm hopeful that uh it, it won't be as bad as adelaide and certainly we'll take better precautions i think than we did in adelaide anyway well i mean if you look at the group we are top now by six points with two games left so a point would uh confirm that we win the group and i think you said and i didn't realize this if we do win the group i don't think we play another european fixture until march do we yeah that's right you um, miss out on a playoff game against the teams that have dropped out of the champions league i believe yeah i know out of not the champions league sorry the um europa league yeah. so um yeah so, yeah, so i think um so that's good I mean, it makes sense yeah two less games you know it's much better yeah. for us we're in a time when the fa cup and the and the League Cup will be in force as well. Also, um, yeah, I think it's really important. If it's top of the group, it also makes you seeded, I believe, so that the first, I think it means that your first game in when when West Ham would actually play if we won the league means that you're away in your first game, which is always better. It's always better to be away in your first game mm. and then home in your second. So, um, yeah, it makes complete sense to win the group. And even from a, you don't take into perspective all that stuff, just from a status thing, it looks good. If we've won every game of our group, it makes you, like other teams and players across across Europe look at us and think, oh, do you know what, West Ham got to the semifinals of Europa League last year, smashing their group this year. It just builds up your status a Bit. It does. It does, without question. So I think if we get a point against Siltborg in the next game, then, then like I said, I think that confirms it. But it do you put out a pretty solid side just to get the job done? Or do you give these last two games to fringe players, academy players, and then preserve our top players? I think you give it to fringe players personally because the two teams we are playing are a team in the Danish league and a team struggling in the Romanian league. So in theory, whatever squad, and I'm talking squad, not necessarily academy players, whatever squad we put out should be on paper better because let's be honest, if Connor Coventry went to Silkborg and he's actually got Danish blood, people don't realise that he's a, he's um. I think his nan is Danish. So he could is that right? Play. Yeah, he could actually play for Denmark, which so Ireland, oh. if they don't, don't, he loves Ireland a bit, so don't get me wrong, and he would never ever leave Ireland. But um, with, with, you'd think with their track record with Declan and Jack Grealish and various other players, they'd have made sure he's got his cap. But um, yeah, he can play for Ireland, England, and um, Denmark. Anyway, if Conor <laughs> Coventry was at Silkborg or, or FC Bucharest, he'd be their best player. The same, the same can be said for you know any of the other friends players like you know you take any of them Lanzini um you know Ogbonna whoever they would be their best players so the fact of the matter is they should be good enough to beat those teams so I would pretty much rotate every player within the squad now so I would make sure that obviously it's Ariola in goal and that it's maybe depending on the injuries at that time but um, I would say Shafau at right back and then Ogbonna and someone else centre back you know make maybe the midfield of Downs um Connor and Lanzini maybe just so that all those fringe players get their games it keeps them kind of match fit and 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 sharp and it also gives the the squad player that sorry the first team players uh, the rest that they need so yeah I would make sure it's very rotated but with 
a strong squad of the, the like, you know the, the sub bench players basically. Yeah, you're right. We should have enough to get the job done, shouldn't we? With uh, any side that we put out, really, because the squad is looking as strong as it has done for a long time now. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about Wednesday. Tough game, that you're going. I'm not. Can we get a result at Anfield? Um. It's annoying that they've just had the last two results. Obviously, they battered mm. Rangers seven one, and mm. now they've just beaten Man City. So it's annoying that they've just got those two results because before that, I was thinking, oh, they're off form. It's a great time to play them. But obviously, with our defence, and again in my section, I'll give more details on on the injury situation. But with our defence and the fact we've got such a terrible record at Anfield. I would definitely take a point out of that now if he was to offer it to me. Um, oh, without I think, doubt. I think, I think we're unlikely to get a result there now, especially as they've got the, the as I said, on the back of two good wins. Now, like anyone that beats Man City can take massive confidence from that. So, um, yeah, I'd, like I say, anything, any a point or above will be a, will be a proper result. Mm, tough game that, which again, I go back to the fact that St Mary's for me was a wasted opportunity because I think you would almost suffer that defeat at Anfield because it's about managing your expectations, isn't it? Yeah. If if we would have beaten Southampton, because that well, would have been is... nine points from three games in, you can suffer not coming away from Anfield with a point, but yeah. it's going to be a bit disappointing to have got one point from two games now. Exactly. I mean, this is the sort of game that you really, really want Lucas Paqueta to shine in. Now. Yes. Yeah. I think I think he's been a bit of a. a... Sorry, I pressed the mute button. There, hey, a bit of a mix, a mix um, mag at the moment. It's really weird because what I thought I'd be impressed with from him, I haven't been as yet, and what I thought I wouldn't be impressed with with him, I have been as yet. So, to put it into context, I think he defends and works really, really hard. I think he gets stuck in when he loses the ball, he fights for it. He's quite physical. He's not not scared of a challenge, and, and that's not usually what you expect from a Brazilian playmaker. Mm. So. I been delighted in that respect and I think long term that's brilliant and that will hold him in good stead to have a great Premier League career but what I thought I'd be impressed with would be you know dribbling creativity shooting I haven't seen enough of that yet to really think he deserves the the 50 million price tag or whatever it was now of course <clears throat> it's very early days so I'm by no means judging him yet but I hope I hope the games against Liverpool you know which should be the the games that attracted him to move to the Premier League these will be the ones where he really starts to to show what a quality player he is because he'll be playing against other similar quality players um, so I hope that the Liverpool game will be a really good one for him and we'll, we'll, mm. we'll see <laughs> mm. yeah you want your big players to turn up for the big games that's for sure yeah. Well, the next West Ham Way pre-match event has been confirmed and it's on Saturday the 12th of November before the Leicester game and we're delighted to announce that Kevin Keane will be the special guest joining Wally on stage for a live interactive Q&A for what should be a cracking event. Uh, if you're a patron and you want to be there, then as usual, put your name down on the list, you know what to do. And if you're not a patron, the ticket link is now available to, uh, to secure your place and we hope to see you there. This show is brought to you by Green King, your home of pub sport. With over 900 sports pubs around the country, Green King is where the fans go, showing every 
broadcasted game for West Ham. Head down to your nearest pub and you can enjoy every live sporting event from BT and Sky Sports on tap. If you download the Greenkin season ticket app, you can receive a free drink when you register and 10% off a great range of drinks before, during and after any match. So head to the app store and search season ticket to download the app. When registering, if you use the promotional code WESTHAMWAY, which is all one word in capital letters, you'll get an additional £5 off when you spend £15 on drinks. Green King, it's where the fans go. Your home of pub sport. Right, it's that time again. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.